0: Blog Talk Radio How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? Good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's Tuesday, 2 p.m., time for The Art of the CEO Radio Show, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, and today is our inaugural live broadcast. And so for our very first show, let us begin at the beginning. Why this radio show? Well, the answer is simple because we couldn't get hold of, get it all crammed into one book. When I wrote The Art of the CEO book, we gathered over 100 of the most effective business leaders and authorities. We wanted them to share and reveal their most original, proven ideas and disciplines. It was a great experience. And if you go to our website, www.bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S, B-O-O-K-S.com. You can thumb through the preview pages and you can see how the real players are really getting along and doing it. And uh, everyone loved the book, but the real truth of it is uh, they soon discovered that one book just wasn't enough. The marvelous things about us, Homo sapiens, is that we are a never ending font of original ideas. The book brings you some sage counsel, but you, everyone, Every single individual out there has a lot more ideas, many more. And your ideas are truly what is necessary if we're going to build businesses to do what business is designed to do, and that's enrich society. So with all that explanation behind us, uh, as Napoleon said, here we sit. We have a very sumptuous feast of wit and wisdom this half hour, but before we tuck in the napkin and delve in, allow me to set a few useful utensils. Um, First, as I always do, let me remind you, uh, each individual, within hearing of my voice, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privilege of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That's the most important corporate body in your life. Today, will you take the beauty of the the magnificent snow and revel in it like a child? Or will you snarl at it because it interferes with some duty that some other force or person has told you is your responsibility? The nice thing is, the choice is yours. Now, secondly... Uh, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips. So let's get up here. Hold on, gang, we're coming. All right, here it. Oh, oh, this is good. This is number 36. I love this. <clears throat> Technology increases the speed and number of our communications. Alas, I do not say it improves them. As a little afterthought to that, I invite you all to ponder. Onto each business medium, there is a season, a time to phone, a time to email, a time when nothing else but face-to-face will do. For each season, however, there's only one time to consider your specific audience, and that, my friends, is before you begin to start tapping on the keys or open your big mouth. So... A touch of advice. At any rate, let's move on to the third utensil. Let's call this, I guess, the fish fork of our table. And here we'll give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Uh, today, before we leave the air, uh, we will have another quotation at the end. And if you think you know the author of that, you just simply let us know. You uh, email us at info at Barts com, I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com, and if you have it right, we will announce your name on the air. So, the author of last week's quote uh, being, If I had nine hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first six sharpening my axe, that was said by the Springfield lawyer, professional rail splitter, and the 16th president of the United States, Mr. Abraham Lincoln. So now, let us dig into today's feast and unravel the tightly wound, wound the tightly wound mindset of those who are making a difference. Excuse me, I seem to be a little off key here. Uh, oh my. That is today's Cabernet, and ladies and gentlemen, I invite you all, when you get a chance to go visit a winery near your home state, find what you like and experiment. Life is too short not to seize the joy of the moment. Anyway, so that's what a good Cabernet does to me. Excuse me. Anyway, let's move on to our first leader. Um, And this is uh, the first. I'd like to tell you some tales about some of the CEOs that we that we know, um, and perhaps these are little stories they wouldn't tell you themselves, but uh, they may they may guide you in your own business life. Uh, the first one is, as I said, Eric Schmidt, who is the CEO and chair of Google, and I met him when he came. It was coming back to his old alma mater, Princeton University, and he walks out on the stage, and the very first words out of his mouth were. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank all the giants in the front row for making my career possible. Now, in the front row was the faculty, and many of you uh, who have done your reading will know that he was referring to the great quotation, Sir Isaac Newton, who, after he had alone developed differential calculus, said, If I have seen further than others, it is because I have stood on the shoulders of giants uh... not only should we all remember where we came from but now remember he was, eric was speaking and at from that point on he had the entire audience in the palm of his hand he had reached out he'd given credit and given praise doesn't do much better than that uh Erica, for his talk eric went on and on uh... quite a bit uh... about the the brave new world of business and the cyber revolution and all the grand things that were coming and so afterwards, I met with him, and I, I, I asked him, I said, Eric, what do you see in this wonderful new world we're creating as uh, the, new, the new kind of leaders? What do you see is coming on? And he said, frankly, you know, I the same old methods of leadership will still work and have always worked. The, the engaged leader who's able to pull pull up his team with a good model, the consensus leader who is able to get everyone behind him and work with him, drawing their ideas, or the leader by fiat who comes forth with a unilateral statement and uh, makes himself admirable and followed. All of those will work, and that's the point. Everyone here, everyone listening has the ability to become a leader using your own personal style. You don't have to suck all the oxygen out of the room. You just have to work at being the best of yourself. So Mr. Smith's secret, I would say, uh, well, actually, what well, he, he told me, he says, my key to leadership is I just like to show them that I just plain do it better. Nothing so draws folks behind you, he says, as sheer ability. Nice thought. Now, the second second CEO is a marvelous man by the name of Ken Parker Uh, at age 18 uh, he stood before the Atlantic City electric building and when I first heard about Ken Parker I thought they were making him up but at 18 he stood in front of Atlantic City electric building walked around to the back got in a jumpsuit and started cutting their lawns good first job for a young boy good way to handle it Uh, Eighteen years later, however, Ken again stood in front of the Atlantic City Electric Building uh, with its uh, several million customers and walked through the front door, this time nodded to the receptionist, nodded to his own secretary, pushed open the door that said President and went down to sit in his chair. It's amazing. And I've met with Ken and I asked him, how... What, what brought this? How did you make this Horatio Alger story come true? Now, there's a lot of uh, things that he told me, but let me just pass on one to you. Ken would, every time he was given a job, he would take a notebook and he would go to each person who was affected by that job, and he would say, "Sally, what can I do?" In my position on this job, to make it work a little better for you, I know you're affected by it, and then he would write it down. Now there's your two answers. That was Ken's secret. Not only did he consider everyone who was around him and whom he affected, he saw his his whole role in the team, but he also actually physically wrote it down in front of them, which made them, which impressed upon them that he really intended to act. On their thoughts, and there's nothing more exciting than that. So, uh, by the way, uh, he, Ken has moved on from the presidency; is now head of uh, public policy over for the parent company, pepco Holdings, whose CEO and chair is a fellow named Joe Rigby. And I have to say one thing about Joe: when he created his vision after he took the job, he personally took it to every one of the six thousand employees by meeting each one in small groups of never more than 10 people. Opportunity uh, is often missed by folks because it dresses in overalls and looks a heck of a lot like work. Yeah, sometimes it's work. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm looking at the clock here. We seem to have come to the midpoint of our show. And so uh, allow me... To, uh, take a take a pause from our feast and let's take a brief survey if we would it's time to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today that firm is Prometheus Publishing they are the creator of among many other things Barts Books Ultimate Business Guides and you may visit them at Bart'sBooks.com, Books.com explore a wide wealth of business tools um, if you need a, a, a better strategy some better tactics in your life you want to get out of the cube farm or perhaps you yourself uh are an authority in your field and you need clients and uh peers to realize the your expertise well visit bartsbooks.com and find the best way to re, um, create a book share your insights or find those of others um oh and you may also um You've heard today's quip, did you? Yeah. Well, that from the 101 Best Business Quips, if you like those quips and you like the idea of having a little laughter within your workday, you can go to uh, Bart'sBooks.com and subscribe um, for a weekly quip to come to your door at absolutely no cost. So go to the website, click on that, and uh, don't take life so seriously. Have some fun with it. Why the heck not? <laughs> All righty. Now, moving on to the mainstream of this evening's symposium, uh, let me tell you another tale about a, uh, another CEO. This fellow's name is Mike Griffith. He is the CEO emeritus of uh, <clears throat> Laureate Biopharmaceutical Services, and Mike is one very cogent, very perceptive trainer of people. And he's given me a couple of pieces of advice that I pass on to you. His first line is, never, never work for an equal opportunity employer. And that may shock you. It shocked me when he said it. What he's talking about is, do not go to work for uh, a company where you spend where you join in, you spend two years here, and then they move you into this position there, and they move you into this, and they're giving you the experience, and they're putting you through the ropes in the mill. And he says that truly is is part of protocol over common sense. You want a meritocracy. You want to go where if you really are powerful, hardworking, and capable enough, you're going to soar like an eagle. And so that's that's what he says. He has, he had two particular women who he was just absolutely making them climb as high as they can and go as fast and hard as they possibly could panting and huff, puffing the whole way. And I I like that. That's the kind of guy I want to work for. That if I show him I'm capable, I'll go with him. So look for that in your when you're hunting around for a new position. And I don't care if you are the best salesman or the cotton picking best researcher we have on the team. Son, if you're disruptive and you can't play well with others, I'm going to take you aside and politely ask you to find happiness elsewhere. And (laughs) so Mike has sort of an amputation uh, position on training people. Either you, you help the team or, son, Look at the time. You gotta go. So so I guess we could say Mike's secret is that uh is that he was always seeking the best possible people. One of the things he told me he, he lives in uh, Stanford, Connecticut, but he moved he set uh his latest business down in Princeton because it was near the big pharma who were his major clients. But he also said it was for renowned intellectual capital. They're just better. So consider that. And what's the result of all of this? Well, Mike Griffith has founded uh, two and bought up and run a third very small pharmaceutical companies, each one of which has absolutely exploded in both profits and size and uh, sold them off. And he's now on his way to something else. Mike's uh, attitude toward people. It's sort of like the... I I think he must have read Plutarch, Pl- Plutarch's Lives, which you all should, by the way, uh, and studied uh, both Caesar and Alexander. These generals trained uh, their individuals to be great fighters in and of themselves, but uh, those who couldn't work well with the team were shunted to the very back ranks with a great deal of shame. Just pass it on to you. So, uh, life is going well here. I see our time is uh, taking us forward, so excuse me. I think uh, before we, we go to this next individual, who is a uh, unique man in and of himself, I'm going to have to take another sip of this marvelous carnet. Very good. And um, the name of the man that we are now going to take uh, telltales on is Maestro Jacques Lacombe. He is the music conductor, uh, musical director and conductor of the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra. I was, uh, when I was writing uh, a book recently, I came up, I wanted to find the ultimate business challenge. And I kept looking around. Now imagine yourself that you have been hired, your job is to walk into a room uh, in a country that you've never been in before. Go to 100 consummate professionals who don't know you and you don't know them. Each one of these consummate professionals has produced the product that that you're supposed to produce according to their own vision, and they've gotten rave reviews for their own vision. And your job is to stand up in front of these people and say, okay, folks, we are now going to produce this product according to my vision. And by the way, we have eight hours of rehearsal before we produce the two-hour symphony. So can't, so kids, let's get at it. <laughs> what I told what he does, what I told what Jacques Lacombe does to other CEOs, they, they were astounded. They, they said it couldn't be done. Well, he does do it. And I'm going to tell you, this is the little tale, one secret uh, that Jacques did he was leading a symphony in a foreign country. He walks into there, and he goes through the initial run-through of the symphony and says, this is a show-me-what-you-got time. So the orchestra plays it through, and afterwards he starts going over certain spots. And at one point he says, uh, Jim, out there, he turns to the third trombone and he says, Jim, uh, on, pass- on this passage here, measure 124, could you give me a little more there, thanks. After the rehearsal was over, the third trombone, Jim, came to uh, Jacques and said, Maestro Lacombe, I have been in this orchestra playing for 27 years, and this is the first time anyone has ever called, any conductor has ever called me by my own name. Normally they just say third trombone. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we have to have much explaining on that one. That is just an amazing uh, piece that shows that all business, all music, and all life is personal. And uh, I think we have time to tell you about one more utterly uh, really fun individual. A CEO, this fella is George Wirtz. Now, he is the CEO of Soundview Paper, whom I'm sure, I'm sure you don't know, but... Uh, George started uh, Soundview when he was going to uh, to take over the bankrupt Marcal paper, which a lot of you know, you've seen it in your supermarkets. They may, may make various paper goods. And I went up to visit him the other day, and uh, earlier at 6.30 in the morning, when it was still dark, a truck had backed up to the loading dock and slightly touched it and set off a spark uh, Right into the middle of Soundview Paper Company. Get the hint. So the resulting fire just utterly flared forth, and without any hesitation, a group of men from all over the plant came down, uh, raced, raced out into the dark. It was at this time five degrees. They groped around, found a firehouse. Uh, I'm sorry, a fire hose, and they started fighting this fire all outside, in their street clothes. And as, as George told me, he said, Bart, I don't know if you've ever held a five-inch fire hose, but it's like trying to wrestle a python in your in your arms uh, when he wants to go somewhere else. Anyway, uh, in their clothes, they soon became utterly drenched, and what happens at five degrees? Utterly icy. But they, soon enough, they worked like heck, they put out the fire, and Soundview, added another day to its safety record of 135 workdays without work-loss injury. George took the crew that had fought the fire out to lunch. Now, you got to love Mr. Wirtz's management style. Yes, the the lunch, of course, was very nice and a rewarding gesture, but the real management kudos comes to the, that leader who has fostered that crew's dedication to the point in the first place. So a thumbs-up goes off to George and to, Sa- and to Soundview. And his secret? Well, I would say George creates a sense of urgency. Uh, but he's never frantic. There is a movement, a, a time to take forward, but he doesn't scream real. He also runs the old style of business. We're here for you, my friends. We're loyal uh, to you, as loyal as you are to us. And that's a very nice idea. Uh, I did want to tell you about Mark Paulson, the head of SD, La- uh, the VP of Global Management for Estee Lauder, who instead of uh, talking about a creative team, tries to in- uh, develop a climate of creativity with each individual. But. Um, as I see we're coming, uh, I, I really don't have time to expand on that, and that's a shame. I think we'll have to have Mark out here shortly, and that would work very well. Uh, so as we round out the show today, I'd like to just leave you with a couple of thoughts. and One of them is, as, a, as promised, here is our is today's business quotation. Who said, uh, Vision... Without execution, is hallucination. (laughs) I love that. Vision without execution is hallucination. I'm afraid we've seen too much of that. Anyway, I'll give you a hint as to the author on this one. This was a CEO who shed a little light into our lives. Okay, Uh, it's probably too much for a hint, but uh, you'll if you know if you know if you think you know who it is, uh, go. uh, Open an email, write info at BartsBooks.com. Scribble the quote down as best as you remember it. Say who you think is the author. And uh, we will put your name on the air for uh, and read it on uh, if, if you're one of those who gets it right. And finally, as a parting shot, I would like to leave you with a, uh, a few words from my wife's husband. Seek the advice of many but seek approval only from yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I thank you. It has been a privilege. Good afternoon to you all, and enjoy the snow. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.